Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. In fact, a unique edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. For starters, I am uh, alone right now, which uh, I know what you're thinking. Okay, I'm tuning out. There's no Alyssa. There's no David. There's no better half of the show. I totally get that. Um, however, please bear with me because this, as I mentioned, is a unique episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast because today I am actually the guest of the podcast. Usually I'm the host, so it's a little it's a little unique. We're switching things around for this specific episode. Essentially, I was invited to be a guest on uh, the Living by Disney podcast, which is hosted by one of Mickey Travel's partners in Serena, and she's wonderful. Living by Disney has well over 500,000 followers now on TikTok, a very, very amazing account that is there to help you with your Disney tips, tricks, planning, everything in between. Um, and Serena is a wonderful friend of the show. She's been on the show a few times. And she invited myself as well as Miranda. Miranda is one of our team members here at Mickey Blog and also a member of our YouTube channel. Uh, films a lot of our YouTube content here at Mickey Blog. She invited the two of us to come on the show and talk about what it's like to be a theme park reporter and what it's like to work in the blogging world, the Disney blogging world, a day in the life, uh, if you will. So the two of us went on, we spoke about quite a few different topics, everything ranging from what it is like to work our, in our industry on a day-to-day -day basis, to also best advice for people who want to get into the industry, and uh, last but not least, you know, um, challenges and pros and cons of the work, the job, uh, everything like that. And I also dive a little bit deeper into my own personal journey um, in regards to how I got to this point where I get to host this amazing weekly podcast for you guys and cover the Disney parks full time for a living. So please do uh, tune in to this amazing episode. Um, as soon as I finish rambling here, it's going to cut directly to that interview. Um, and Serena will essentially be leading this episode. Um, as it branches off into uh, into that conversation. Um, as always, I just want to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in uh, to this week, but also all the other amazing weeks of the Mickey Blog Podcast. And, um, you know, hopefully you'll continue to come back for more. The Mickey Blog Podcast drops new episodes every single Friday, both on YouTube and video format, but also across all audio platforms so if you like the show please do hit that subscribe button give us a five-star rating if you really like it we'd appreciate that um and uh tell a friend or a family member to come tune in so with all of that being said welcome to this episode and we really hope you enjoy this interview about a day in the life as a disney blogger and a day in the life as a theme park reporter thanks everybody Okay, Jared and Miranda, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having thank us. You. So I think that this is such a cool topic and I'm so happy you guys agreed to be on the show today and for me to interview you because I feel like a lot of people are, would be very interested in your job. You guys have a job that like a lot of 
fans, especially theme park fans are very interested in having. Like there's always like some part of their mind that might be like, what, what would that be like to be a theme park reporter? That just sounds so cool. So I think it's going to be really neat to sort of unpack more about your jobs and what you do and, and all of that. But let's start first with kind of your origin story of like how you became a Disney fan and how you ended up here as a full-time theme park reporter working for Mickey blog. Let's start with you, Miranda. Yeah. So my origin story is a little different than most. I feel like I didn't grow up coming to Disney. Um, I didn't grow up uh, a Disney kid like many. Um, so I, my first time ever going to Disney was my high school band trip. I'm from Kansas. So it was a very fun trip to be a part of. And that was my junior year. And that's when I first came here to Disney World, all four parks and all that fun jazz. Okay. I fell in love with it at that point. But it more so kind of, I fell in love with it later on with uh, like experiencing life with my husband, which was my boyfriend at the time there in high school. Um, and we're both very, we learned that we're very big Disney nerds and <laughs> didn't realize it. Um, and so we got married Beauty and the Beast style and we had our honeymoon here in Disney. And then we were like, you know, it, we would be okay if we just, you know, brought the dogs and lived here. Yeah. Um, and we did that <laughs> and we moved here almost two years ago. Uh, oh, which, really? So not long ago. I'm, I'm still new. I'm still pretty new to Florida and the heat. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm learning. I'm adjusting to the heat. So I've, I've yeah. been enjoying a few days of sweater weather. Um, and so it kind of started from that. My kind of how I got to the job part of it is interesting because I've always wanted to do social media and content and YouTube. I always imagine myself and I've always been really fascinated with the concept of YouTube and working for YouTube. Um, I never thought I could possibly do that. And so when I came here, I uh, applied for different blogs and I got those positions. I since then moved on from those companies and found Mickey blog in the process, which has been a huge blessing. Um, so it's I just a spur of the moment. I had very I had some experience in social media, but not professionally. So it was interesting to say the least how I got here. I honestly still don't know. I just applied. That's so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. I would never have guessed that you did not have like, if you'd said, I've been doing this for 10 years, I started when I was 12, whatever. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, that tracks. That's amazing. I'm good at uh, researching and pretending like I know what to say. You know what? <laughs> I think that people don't understand that like 80% of being on a, in a front camera position is just faking it. Yes. pretty Literally. Much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about you, Jared? Yeah. So for me, I guess I was different from Miranda in the sense where I definitely grew up attending uh, the Disney parks. Um, in fact, I oftentimes joke with my mom stating that like, you know, she had no idea. She was like, a job trainer, uh, starting <laughs> off at like eight years old. Right. Uh, but I'm one of, I'm one of five. So we would go once a year, uh, the whole family. Um, and you know, it started 2004 and it really didn't end until 2015. So it was 11 straight years of going once a year. And my mom actually became a part of the Disney family because she joined the Disney moms panelists, uh, which is now known as plan Disney. Yeah. Uh, so that That's was sort so of cool. Yeah, uh, she actually uh, is like one of the um, 
you know, original years, uh, 2010. So, um, you know, she got into that and that was sort of my first introduction into the, like the, the, the media or whatever sort of that side planning trips and even, even watching her do it, I was still like, nah, I don't think that's for me. Um, and then we just kept going back once a year. I, I met my now wife in middle school and um she's been a massive disney fan her entire life always said she wanted to work at the disney parks um so we started dating senior year of high school um by the end of our college uh four years of college we were still together and decided we wanted to move to orlando um and she started working as a cast member and and i uh you know, moved here thinking I wanted to be in sports journalism, which is what I studied in college and Ah. everything like that. Uh, So I have a bachelor's in journalism and uh, uh, production. That's where I thought I was headed in life. And then I moved to Orlando and I could go to Walt Disney World whenever I wanted. And I could go to Universal Studios whenever I wanted and all these theme parks. And the more I went and the more I started you know, talking to my wife, the more I realized, okay, I want to, maybe I want to do something with this. Is it even possible? And uh, that that was probably the start. It was probably spring of 2019, only a few months of living down here. Um, from there, I essentially started learning what what those jobs are even like. I didn't know it was even a thing that people could report in a theme park or right. work social media for a Disney blog or or anything like that, or YouTubers, you know. I didn't think anybody could make a career out of it. I thought they were just like doing it for fun. Right. Um, so, so it was in 2019 that I started trying to uh, teach myself. I, I had some production knowledge and I started my own YouTube channel with my wife that still exists. It's called The Date Hoppers. It's really, it hasn't been posted to in quite a while. But uh, we started just making our own Disney vlogs and and showing off the Disney parks Um and, uh, you know, we got some some following on that. And then we jumped into TikTok in 2020. And that's where we really gained more of a following, um, over 20,000 followers or so. And that was when I started learning like social media. Okay, like voiceovers mm-hmm. and how, to, how do I market to people who want to learn more about Disney? Um, and I didn't really realize it at the time, but I thought, okay, I, don't, I still don't have a job in the blogging world yet. I still don't have a job in the Disney sphere but I didn't realize at the time I was actually training the whole time. I was picking up mm-hmm. all these skills so that when that opportunity arose, which it did eventually, I was like, hey, yeah, I know how to do that. Um, so so I just kept teaching myself and became addicted with YouTube videos on how to do this or how to make a TikTok or how to make a reel. And, and um, eventually I got my first opportunity at a Disney blog on more of like a volunteer basis. I was writing and contributing a little bit to YouTube in 2019. Uh, it, it was completely unpaid. Um, but I just took it cause I was like, I want to get in this. Right. Um, and then after that, it was, um, 2021 that I got my first full-time gig as a reporter for a major Disney blog. Um, and I started working 50, 50 plus hours a week, uh, going to the parks five days a week taking thousands of photos every single week of everything from merchandise, construction, anything in between. And, mm-hmm. and 20, 2022, January 22 is when I started with Mickey blog. So it's been two years here and my role has expanded to the point where now I'm hosting the Mickey blog podcast and contributing to the YouTube channel, a part of the social media team reporting a little bit of everything. We like to 
we like to have all of our our team members sort of be Swiss Army knives per se. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how I got to here now, and 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 that's it. Yeah, it's so interesting to me that first of all, both of you guys haven't been in Orlando that long, and you both said something like you didn't think. You didn't really think that it was like a real job or a real thing that you would end up doing. And I think a lot of people kind of feel that way. Like that's very much in the realm of something that's for other people. That's not mm-hmm. something I can do. Or they're thinking, that's not a real job. It's not like, mm-hmm. a, yeah, you don't really like, that's not like yeah. a, something that actually you can like make a living on. That's just something you do when, you know, you live at home and, you know, you, you just want to have fun with something. I think there's a lot of like conceptions about social media as a whole as it's, I mean, yes, YouTube has been around now for a while. Content creation as a job has been around now for a while, but there's still a lot of misconceptions about doing it for work, you know, how people see it. So I, Miranda, I like, I was like you, I didn't go to Disney as a young person. Like I went as a very little kid, a couple of times. I have a very fuzzy recollection of dream finder like that's my like (laughs) i have like very fuzzy like like memories of a few things i think coming at like around eight or nine years old and then i came again uh as a young adult at with my husband i think we'd been married like a year and that's that was like that was it i was like this is this is for me i don't need (laughs) we're gonna this will be my whole personality now thank you so much um (laughs) But I find it really interesting that for both of you guys, like you kind of moved here and, and jumped in to this. Mm -hmm. Did you, when you were in the process of moving to Orlando, did you, did either one of you have in your mind, like, you know, maybe I would, maybe I'll do this. Maybe that's something that would, would be, I could do. Yeah. That was something that, uh, for me, it was my goal. Um, I had the vision, like, um, we moved in 21. So at this point, TikTok was in full effect. Mm-hmm. And so all of those TikTok content creators were in full effect, Disney content creators. And so I followed a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that'd be fun. Like I'm in the parks now, or I'm, I live here now. I could do that myself. And regardless of um, how I did it, I just ended up doing the blog route instead of doing it myself, um, which makes more money. Right. Mm-hmm. And- beginning, you know? Um, and so that was nice to be able to do that. Um, so I had the idea that I was going to do it. I just didn't realize it would happen. Right. Yeah. How about you, Jared? Yeah. So for me, I guess, um, you know, I, since like age 10, I used to wake up at 6am and watch sports center instead of cartoons. Uh, so from like age literally 10 to 22, I thought, I had one goal in mind and it was to be in the media world, but to be in the sports media world. Right. Um, The whole time I was traveling to Disney, you know, on vacations with my family or with my now wife or friends or whatever, once a year, twice a year, three times a year, once I got to college, uh, even more. But, um, you know, I never really pictured this as a thing, you know, to Mm -hmm. be honest with you. But then it was once I started, you know, sort of making content on my own, uh, you know, in 2019 and, and making TikToks and, and actually getting views and realizing this is a real thing and you can actually make money off of it and you can go into this and you can cover the Disney parks full time and meeting other Disney bloggers and going to my first events, you know, 
the the wheels definitely started turning for mm-hmm. sure and that's yeah. when i realized like okay maybe this is this is it this is what i want to do um because frankly i i now looking back i probably would have realized this is exactly what i wanted to do a lot sooner had i even known it was possible right because you know, I always thought like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go be a sports reporter and a sports journalist because that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know a theme park journalist or theme right. park, you know, social yeah. media. I mean, it's a fairly new concept, to be honest, in the last 20 years or so since since the Disney media blogging yeah. kept, you know, so it, it just wasn't something that it, it was such a foreign concept to me. But the minute mm-hmm. I learned what it was and I started doing it and it felt like I was just having fun and getting yeah paid money for it. That's when I was like, okay, uh, yeah, I'm (laughs) going to pursue this now. And and it took a few years till I could fully do it full time. But but yeah, yeah, we got there eventually. That's cool. It's really neat. Your mom was in the Disney moms panel. I remember that was a thing like that was the ultimate. And so as a young mom living in Virginia, that was the closest thing I thought I could get to being connected to Disney. So I applied every single year that they had applications for that. I never got accepted, but that's okay. <laughs> but I sure did. Cause I just thought it was the coolest thing. Like I remember like watching all the ones that, you know, were the finalists and then like seeing what they did and Disney would take them on trips and stuff. I'd be like, Oh, that's so cool. But yeah, that's really, really neat that you got to see your mom, like have that journey. And then she ended up inspiring you to do the same. That's, that's really, really cool. Yeah. I actually, um, you know, I got to go some of those mom's panel events that could bring their family with them. And yeah. we would go on certain trips where we would be able to go with you know, the other panelists and I'd meet all these different panelists. And I remember meeting Mark Daniel, uh, you know, who's a Disney parks personality really young. And, uh, you know, I was like 14, 15 when I first met him. And then now, you know, nine, eight, nine, ten years later, I had him on the Mickey blog podcast. Right. Again. Yeah. So it was like a very full circle moment for me because yeah. again, there was all those times where I was watching my mom do that panel. And I didn't realize it was kind of like, learning like in training almost 10 years in advance being yeah. like okay maybe I want to go into that industry someday but yeah. I uh I I really I learned a lot from watching my mom become a Disney expert and sort of help other people plan Disney trips um mm-hmm. because when you're constantly around it uh you know you don't really realize how much you learn it's like if your dad's a history teacher you don't realize till you get older how much history you now know because yeah. you're constantly hearing your dad talk about history, you know? It's yeah. that's I guess the best way I could describe it. Yeah, definitely. All right. So I wanna ask you guys about so you are both full time theme park reporters or content creators. Um what is your day to day life like? Like what is what is a day in your life like a typical day? Let me start with you, Miranda. Um, it's, every day is different. So some days I'll be at home running socials and we'll have other reporters in the park and I'll post that content and do stuff with that content. Other days I'm in the parks, park reporting. And so, you know, we're there at rope drop, whatever, whichever rope drop park that is, uh, you know, eight o'clock for magic and nine o'clock for Epcot type of thing. Okay. Um, and we walk the park. We go into every single store. 
uh, checking for new merchandise or, you know, new construction or what is happening in the France pavilion, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, we're looking for anything that's new, um, which is really easy when you're there all the time. Okay. And then after that, you know, we park hop if we need to park hop or go do a Disney Springs run. Um, and then sometimes I'm also filming content. So I, we, I, Jared, we plan, uh, content for the YouTube channel. And so I'll either do full days of filming or half days of filming. It just kind of depends on what we need content wise for the YouTube channel that week or the following week. Yeah. Now, do you choose the park you go to or is it sort of assigned to you? Uh, we do have uh, schedulers, so it's either Jared or somebody else that is making the schedule, and so they just kind of tell us where to go, and mm-hmm. hopefully I don't have issues with uh, reservations. The December was hard, but yeah. we, we got through it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then when you go, so you're looking for anything new. Is it hard to keep track of everything? I mean, because there's so much, especially just even just merchandise. Yes, we do have Slack, so it's uh, just this big old, I don't know, most people know yeah. thing, um, and so we have what we have, like, a, the uh, merchandise section, and so a lot of the merchandise goes into that. Some of it just goes on social media for TikTok or for uh, Twitter, and so depending on how important it is, like, if it's just a pin, it's probably going to just go to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, new whole collection, it goes on to our Slack, which is a really great what like spot to have it because then our mm-hmm. writers use it if they want to write off of that or something and sometimes it can be hard keeping track my brain doesn't remember every single detail of mm-hmm. disney merchandise, uh, so i kind of see it check it out of my brain so for me it's personally hard to remember but others are really good at remembering and so mm-hmm. i kind of also rely on each other through our text messaging system so we can be like, hey, is this new or is this new? You know, right. That makes sense. All right. So, Jared, what is your day day in the life? Yeah. So it changes pretty pretty daily, pretty often. I mean, so what's unique about Mickey Blog and how we do things is, again, we have kind of like a a group of multi talented people on our reporting staff who who contribute to the social media team. Um, who contribute to YouTube to, in my, in my case, I host the podcast. Like we've, uh, we have very different uh, ways we sort of fill in our 40 hours of work per week Mm -hmm. per se. Um, So normally I would say I'm in the parks reporting about three days per week. The other two days are filled with social media, the podcast, different other various tasks. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, if I were to report in Magic Kingdom, for example, and that was my assignment, we try very hard to be there at rope drop. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll be there at Magic Kingdom opens, you know, the, the actual, you know, uh, stage show goes off and they open Mm -hmm. the lands at 9am. We're there usually by 8am because that's when Main Street USA is actually open and you can Mm -hmm. start going into the shops. Um, Timing is essential in the blogging world because you need to, you're competing with several other Disney blogs. Um, So if you get the new uh, Animal Kingdom collection before this blog over here, uh, you're going to get naturally more reads, more clicks Mm -hmm. and and more people paying attention to you. Same concept goes for TikTok. If you get your TikTok out on a new restaurant opening before the other pages, 
the odds are more people are going to view it. So mm -hmm. it, it's a timing thing. And it's the same concept with many Disney YouTubers. That's why at every first day of a festival, you'll see every Disney YouTuber on the sure. planet there because they're all trying to get it out as fast as possible. So, sure. um, so yeah, saying I start at Magic Kingdom, I'm there at 8 a.m. I'm checking every single shop on Main Street USA. Sometimes there's crazy stuff that happens that we don't even expect outside of merchandise. Like, sure. you know, um, okay, a wedding is still happening, even though it's the park opening, like uh, that's delayed or, you know, there's filming going on and, you know, tomorrow is right here in the hub filming. We got to cover that or, you know, this path over here in Liberty Square is blocked off today. Why? Or my personal favorite, there's a bear in the Magic Kingdom. You know, so you just you, you just never, never know, know, right? Um, it's great. It, it's uh, the way I kind of describe it is you're going in expecting the basics, and then the basics in our industry are merchandise, construction, um, and things of that nature. You know, things mm -hmm. that do change on a day to day basis. Uh, mm -hmm. However. There's surprises. There's things that pop up that you don't expect. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, somebody who first taught me how to work in this industry, who trained me first as a reporter, told me you got to put your reporter goggles on and that, you know, you start looking at the park in a mm -hmm. completely different way when you put your reporter goggles on. And, and I try actively to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, by the time I'm wrapping up reporting on Magic Kingdom, I I'm, I've been in this industry for years now. So I have some experience. It usually takes me maybe three, four hours total before, okay, I'm wrapping up here. Where else do you need me? Hey, a new story dropped over here at Old Key West. There's a new lounge fly. Can you go cover that? Sure. Okay, I'm headed to Old Key West. After Old Key West, there's a new there's booths being set up over at Epcot. Okay, I'm mm. headed to Epcot. So oftentimes you can plan a day, but as you know yourself, Serena, in the Disney Disney parks world, uh, things change on the fly and change minute by minute, just like any other news uh, that you know is right. out there. You know, mm -hmm. it, it sounds crazy when I say that, but like CNN is covering a story and then something <laughs> else happens, and they're like, "Okay, I got to cover this story." Right, right. It's like that, except we're just covering like Mickey and lounge flies and things right. like that. Yeah. It's a little less intense. It's maybe not as important, but it's a lot more fun. So there's exactly. that. <laughs> exactly. It is a lot more fun. And yeah, like I think you're right uh, in terms of there's the social media side, but there's the blog website side. And so when they say blog, they, they mean an actual like, website because sometimes people use like they'll say I have a blog, but they have an Instagram. So it's kind of like blog is website. Um, and so when, whenever you're talking about website, usually timing is everything, getting those stories out as quick as possible. So when someone Googles something, you're going to have it like pop up quickly. So uh, definitely you have this, I guess there's the this pressure, I guess, to always make sure you're getting things out quickly, right? You can't really like just dawdle and take your time on something. Correct. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah. 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 A lot of time. It also seems like there needs to be a tremendous amount of flexibility in your schedule and in your like expectations of the day, because it's probably not going to go quite what you anticipated it to be. I it's, can't even count. Sorry, Miranda. Uh, you're good, you're good. I was just going to say, I can't even count how many times I've gone into a day being like, I might be wrapped up by the parks by like one o'clock or so. And then I can go uh, home and work on this social media thing I've been meaning to do, or I can get going early on this week's podcast. Like 
every single time I've ever like made a plan <laughs> in my head on how yep. I want the day to go, then a million things happen. And most of the Mickey blog team actually almost makes fun of me for that at this point. They think I'm like a, I'm like a, I don't even know, bad luck yeah. charm, yeah. <laughs> a, a curse or something. I'll be like, wow, guys, it's a slow day. And then they'll drop like a foodie yeah. guide and yeah. very merry announcement. Yeah. Is, so I'm, I'm done saying that. You're jinxing uh, it all. <laughs> it, but yes, to answer your question quickly, it, it's definitely a need to have uh, schedule flexibility. Mm -hmm. My favorite is when we have family in town and they're like, okay, so what time are you off? I'm like, no idea. I don't know. <laughs> maybe four yeah. o'clock, maybe seven. I don't know. Yeah. 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 yeah that is a, that is, I'm sure a big, a big part of that. So let me ask you guys this now that, cause I'm assuming now you go to Disney more than you ever did before. You said you're, you're probably each there at least three days a week, maybe more right in, in the parks right. or in some aspect in the Walt Disney world resort. That's such a unique thing. I mean, I, I live here. I do run a Disney based business. I, you know, I go on average one day a week. Um, I know people probably think I'm there every day, but I'm actually not because I get that all the time. Even from my family that lives like out of state, they assume that I am at Disney every single day because I post daily and I'm like, no, it's not, it doesn't work that way. Like it's not a video I've like just taken. Um, but you know, I, even for me, so I, I might go to one, maybe two days a week on like a busier time frame. Um, but so what you guys do is very unique to even Disney based businesses going as often as you do. And I know that I would imagine that in some ways that is new for you guys. So hold on one second. No, my puppy is getting in trouble. No. Okay. I had to put mine in the other like far, <laughs> far guest bathroom or else he'll lose his mind that they don't work so, so i know i like i've been gone all day so like he's extra like hyper you gotta <laughs> be good you can't chew that uh so how has going so often to the parks changed how you view disney or has it randa you want to go or sure um, I was gonna let you go. Uh, so for me, like, I obviously didn't grow up here, uh, like I said. And so for me, it was really fun and exciting at first. And then it kind of gets stagnant and stale and the same. So I'd, I, for me, I go in waves of, okay, I'm actually kind of bored here. And times where it's actually really fun again. Um, and they're, they never come at the right times. It never is in a consistent flow. Uh, so that definitely has changed how I view the parks. Uh, when I'm in the parks for my job, I'm in the parks for my job. When I'm out hanging out with friends, it's completely different. And I don't have those reporter goggles that Jared said or mm -hmm. looking for something. It's just fun and exciting. And I can hang out and enjoy the day instead of, you know, always being on the hunt for something new. And so mm -hmm. it it's changed for sure. Um, but it's still magical regardless. I mean, I get to work at Disney. That's weird. Still mm -hmm. weird concepts that I'll never understand. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So for me, I like to describe it almost as a switch. 
you have to be able to turn the switch on or off. I, I would say by law of averages, looking at 2023, I was probably in a Walt Disney World theme park over 200 days of the year. Um, so <laughs> probably among the most in the entire world in terms of how many days of the year you're in a Disney park. And, mm -hmm. um, and I think it took me a learning curve to learn how to manage that with also being able to still go and enjoy myself, or as some people call it in this industry, don't lose the magic. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, the first six months really doing this career full time, I was with a, a different employer, a different blog in this industry. Um, I was more reporting full time. That was a five, six days a week, mm -hmm. you know nine, 10 hour days of two, three parks a day. I was walking probably 50 to 70 miles a week um, just because the nature of the job. Um, yeah. That was not sustainable for me, um, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not uh, hating on anybody who it is for. Good for you if it is. Mm -hmm. uh, love that. Um, but for me, it's just, it wasn't exactly sustainable. So one thing I had to learn was, okay, if I'm going to stay in this industry, how do I find that next role where I can find something that's sustainable? Mm -hmm. And I was very blessed to find Mickey blog in this situation where, you know, here I'm able to work, um, you know, in the parks a few days a week and work remotely a few days a week. Mm -hmm. But I had to also kind of earn that you gotta, you gotta the working from home and you know, in any job or it, it takes trust in it and it takes really accountability and your boss is trusting you and believing in you. So it took some time for me to get to that point. But mm -hmm. in a long winded fashion to answer your question, um, you know, I would say that it's it's challenging to say the least to be able to, you know, turn that switch on and off because mm -hmm. what I struggled with at least the first year or so was being able to go with like my wife on a weekend mm -hmm. and still be able to have fun because mm -hmm. I'm constantly like, okay, I'm at work. I got to find the new, th I got to find the new pin. Yeah. And, and my wife would be like, you're at Epcot on a Saturday, like relax. Right. Uh, right. So, so learning how to take off those reporter goggles, as I said, mm -hmm. uh, it took, it took me some time. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I'm very grateful I was able to, because there was a point in time, I'm not going to lie, where I was worried I was going to sort of fall in love, fall out of love with yeah. the theme park and Burn fall out. out of love with Disney. Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to even want to go to Disney on any day off ever again because of how much I'm here. I mean, most people don't want to go to their job on their day off, yeah, right? right. It's, just, it's just unique that my job is a place you kind of do want to go to on your day yeah. off. So it's uh, it's it was a very unique situation. And I'm I'm glad you asked this question because it's it's such a it's such a unique and difficult thing to explain unless mm -hmm. you are in one of these circumstances. Um, yeah. It took me a long time to be able to get to the point I'm at now where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go to Saturday with my friends, shut that switch off and I'm having fun. Like that's mm -hmm. it. And, but otherwise when I'm at Magic Kingdom on a Monday morning at 8am, I'm fully in find new things mode. That's it. Walk, walk, walk. Yeah. My work walk is very fast compared yeah. to my enjoyment. <laughs> definitely. Walk. Definitely. Yeah. I can duck and weave like nobody's business. <laughs> I think you actually learned that I think faster than I did. I, it took me, I would say probably about four years maybe of having my business before I was able to switch it off um, mm -hmm. and actually not be in work mode at Disney, um, like with my family. That was it. 
it, it's really hard. It is really hard. And it's not like a, oh, poor us kind of thing. It's just, it takes an adjustment because your brain yeah. says Disney fun. And then your brain says Disney work. And now you have to be able to go back and forth between the two. Yeah. Um, and also making sure you don't burn out because content creation as a whole, like I, I'm always reminding myself and I'm always reminding my friends who are in this line of business that we, we focus on the word content and not the word creator, but creator means creativity and creativity is not like an, an unlimited, un, you know, refillable bucket. Like you have to let it fill back up and it empties out. And if you burn yourself out, there's no, there's no more joy in it. So finding that balance between not letting yourself burn out, but also like keeping a good work ethic because you can't just blow it off. You can't just be like, oh, I'm not in the mood. If I, you know, push myself today, I'm not, I'm going to burn out. Well, sometimes it doesn't work that way. You have a job to do. So it's, it's yeah. a tricky, it's a tricky thing and a weird problem to have. But <laughs> I know yeah. for me, I don't know if you guys have found other things to do to sort of reignite it. Like to me going, um, doing other Disney based travel helps. So like I will go to Disneyland cause I don't, I, I know Mickey block does cover Disneyland, but I can go to Disneyland and I am not in work mode yes. or mm -hmm. like a Disney cruise. Um, even going to universal will help me, although we're getting ready to add universal content. So I'm going to lose that unfortunately, <laughs> but do you guys, have y'all found things that help like kind of reignite your guest experience love? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, my husband works at SeaWorld, and so I love going to SeaWorld. It's very oh, fun. fun. Um, but uh, so I enjoy going to other parks and, that aren't Disney. And mm -hmm. I agree, anytime I get to go on a vacation, which is, you know, Disney Cruise Line or anything else outside of Disney World, it is really fun and exciting. When I was working for the other companies, um, I started this weird tradition thing where I accidentally go on a vacation before I start a new job. And so I <laughs> cruise um, on the, I was on the wish with our friends that were getting married on the wish prior to working for Mickey blog. And it was the best way to recoup and also fall in love with Disney again. And the Disney magic at that time, because I was reaching that stage of burnout and it was mm -hmm. really hard. And I think even not necessarily just the park reporting can be a burnout, but working in content creation can also be a, work, a burnout because social media is extremely toxic and overwhelming. And so I've learned that social media is my job and there's a, there's a, there's a time, there's a time limit for me to have that job um, and clock myself out basically of social media the rest of the time because mm -hmm. it does get overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. I ended up stopping my personal accounts. I don't do yeah. them anymore. I was like, I can't, this is not, why <sighs> am I doing this? This is not fun for me anymore. <laughs> why, yeah. why do I feel that I'm showing up enough? If you want to see me go over there, <laughs> I got enough in my life that I'm sharing there. I need the rest to just be for me, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, I totally, totally get that. Um. Okay. So what what about since we've kind of gone into this area what about working in theme park industry do you think would surprise people to know um that it's not 
as fun and easy as it looks, I guess, you know, and that's not me insulting my industry or my job. <laughs> I, I love what I do, uh, but it's very easy on the surface to um, see what we do on a daily basis or uh, think of a Disney blog. And, you know, there, there's quite a fandom out there uh, of people who dislike Disney blogs and mm. people who dislike Disney YouTubers and it's, it's very, or Disney content creators who think they're living in a dystopia where they don't work and they, they have fun all day. And, and I would say that while sometimes that's true, I, I do feel like, wow, I'm, I'm standing in fantasy land getting paid for this. Like, sure. I, I have my moments, but, um, it's not easy, uh, work. I mean, again, beyond the walking and the tire tireless days where you don't know where you're going next or the early mornings and then bouncing around here and then bouncing around here and then bouncing back to here. Uh, you know, it's also something that I think you really have to love. Um, and you can't just love it a little, you got to mm -hmm. really love it. Um, mm -hmm. so, so I think that's what would probably surprise people the most. I have personally seen, this is, this is multiple, multiple occasions in this industry. Um, I've seen pr multiple people jump into this thinking this is what they want to do. And they'll finally get that Disney blogging job. They'll get it. They get to go report in the theme parks. So they get to go make content. And after three weeks, six weeks, they're like, nope, see you later. Okay. Uh, it, a lot of people leave quickly. And the reason for that is because... You know, it's easy on the surface to think, okay, I'm going in and I get to go on Space Mountain and get paid for it. Like, that is not what we do, believe it or not. Right. And it might seem that way on the surface because we're we're trying to make it seem like we're constantly having fun. And, and oftentimes we are having fun. You know, when I post my face, for example, on the Mickey Blogs Instagram story and say, you have to get this coffee every time you go to Kat Saka's in Hollywood Studios. <laughs> I knew uh, you were going to mention but, that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like probably because i posted it too many times <laughs> when i when i say things like that like i'm being genuine i'm not faking that i right. am having fun and i am drinking a coffee and i'm telling you to do it because i do love it uh but at the same time you know immediately after that i'm running around for the next four straight hours bouncing around taking hundreds upon thousands of photos so it's it's a it's a give and take and i do think certain people that I've met get not necessarily off put, but get surprised by how mm -hmm. much of a job it really is. This is a job. This is not, mm -hmm. this is not like us just holding hands, having fun in Epcot. I yeah. wish it was sometimes, but it's not, it's a, it's a job and it's a very fun job and a yeah. job I don't take for granted, but it is still work. So I, I think if people know that and accept that before they jump in, they'll have an easier time with it because otherwise mm -hmm. You might jump in and be like, like, wait a minute, this isn't what I expected. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I, I agree with that. It is a job and jobs are always going to have their challenges, no matter how it is or where we are, or even in the most magical place on earth, like jobs are going to have job challenges. Uh, mm -hmm. That's just how it goes. And right. so, I mean, yeah, as long as you kind of go into it, knowing that it's a job and you're mm -hmm. going to love it, and there's going to be things that you're not going to love as well. like. I don't know, the rain tsunamis that we have for four months straight that yeah. you have to still go do your job in. Um, that's not my personal favorite. Uh, so like just things like that, that you uh, may not realize mm -hmm. going in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I totally agree with all of that you're saying. I think there's a lot of, you know, 
I guess going into it with the expectation that it is a job, like it's a job, like any other job, there's ups and downs, there's highs and lows. I think when you're, you're, you're putting yourself out there, right? Like anytime you show up on social media, you are putting yourself out there. So there's an amount of, um, vulnerability that it takes to do that. Like, that's just not easy. And you're going to get comments, you're going to get criticisms, you're going to get, you know, just things that you didn't didn't really sign up for necessarily. So you have to kind of develop a thick skin with that. And that's like part of the learning curve with it, for sure. But there is definitely, um, you know, there's always a, a downside to monetizing something that you're passionate about. You're taking a passion and turning it into a business. And there's always like, going to be, I feel like that could be a whole, honestly, a whole episode, <laughs> like, because there's like, you know, and that doesn't just apply to Disney. I mean, that's anything that you love that you turn into a business. There's a, there's a journey that you're going to have to take with that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But it is so cool to be able to have something that you love and that so many people love be such a huge part of your life, like your day-to-day mm-hmm. life. Like it's, you are connecting yourself to this thing that you love and this place that you love, but you're also connecting yourself to this place that other people love too. And so I think that's really cool to like be, you know, for a lot of people that get their Disney news from you guys, you are now permanently connected to their Disney experience, you know? And that's, that's like really cool and really special. And you have to kind of like remind yourself of that when you're <laughs> in the trenches and it's like 105 degrees and, you know, your face is melting off and <laughs> you're like, why did I sign up for this again? <laughs> yeah. 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 There's some moments in time where I think on one side of the coin, how many different family photos am I in the background of? Just <laughs> like sweating and right. looking stressed and being like, oh, I, I need to go home and be in AC. Yes. Like how many of those? Um, but then there's other times, um, honestly, and, and it happens quite often, Serena, where I find myself on our Instagram page or our Facebook or you know, our TikTok, and I'll see someone comment and say, hey, this video made my whole day, or mm-hmm. this this photo brightened my mood, or I've even gotten, you know, my mom passed away last week, and this video cheered me up, you know? Yeah, things like those, that. Are the, so, those are the ones that, oh, yeah. And it, and it makes you, it, it catches me every time, because that's when it, I recognize how lucky I am to do what I do, because that's when I'm realizing what you were just saying working mm-hmm. in a place that makes so many people happy, you mm-hmm. know, and I have the opportunity to share that with other people on a daily basis. Um, and that's, that's a gift to me, um, to be able to utilize your own talents to share a place, you know, a, a Mickey bar, a ride or whatever it is that mm-hmm. makes people smile. Um, and I feel very good knowing regardless of how long this career ever lasts for me, that the videos, the photos that I've posted has generated thousands of smiles across the globe. And that mm-hmm. that's, that's enough for me to feel that sort of value. And frankly, that thought is what helps me during those, uh, you know, July 109 monsoon <laughs> days where I'm just stuck in a rainstorm that's going sideways and I still have a bunch of stuff to do and I'm sweating and I can barely breathe and I'm dehydrated. Like those are the days where I'm like, uh, do I want to do this career? And then I think about those moments and mm-hmm. that's when I'm like, you know what, this is why you're doing this. 
Yeah, definitely. Okay. So there's going to be people listening that might be going, hmm, I kind of wanted to do this job, but maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't want to do this job. But I think there's a lot of people listening that probably are very interested in this path because I think, you know, we're here saying this is a job that you can have, that someone can have. You can actually have a job that involves you reporting on theme parks, being in the journalism field, being in the news field, content creation field, like depending on like kind of what your angle is, if you're more in the writing, if you're more in the, you know, documentation, you're in video, photo, whatever. There's a lot of different like angles you can make with it. But the fact is it is a job you can have, which is pretty cool. If there's someone listening who is very interested in pursuing this and be, and making theme parks their job, whether it's like uh, going the route you did, which is like working for another website or whatever, what advice would you have for them? I'll start with you, Miranda. Uh, I think to just do it by like, there's many different blogs or channels, or you can even make your own where you're, you know, just doing uh, content creation, being a Disney content creator by yourself. And that one takes a little bit longer and it takes a lot more love and patience. But uh, I think to just do it. If it's something you're passionate about, something that you want to try, it doesn't hurt to try something once. Um, plus, if you get into a blog, maybe you're a good writer. There's lots of writing opportunities and blogs. People need writers. And there's just different elements about it as well that you can be a part of that you may not realize that you can be a part of. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. Um, very similar advice, to be honest. My my best piece of advice I can ever give anybody um, who wants to get in this career is just start. Um, and that sounds ridiculous. You'd be like, oh, well, I'm not getting hired anywhere. I'm not getting an opportunity. That's fine. Neither did I. In 2019, I applied to basically every Disney blog and got told no. Um, so what did I do? I made my own page, made my mm -hmm. own YouTube channel, my own TikTok page, and started making my own Disney content. And it started, I had a few months where I had 200 followers, and I'm pretty sure 100 of them were family and friends. Uh, <laughs> so you know, it starts and you don't have a big following and you don't know what you're doing, but you keep posting and you keep getting better at it. You keep getting mm -hmm. better at it. And eventually you post a video and you wake up one day, you got a hundred thousand views and, or, and then things start to hit the ball rolling. And then a Disney blog maybe takes a chance on you. Like, like ones did with Miranda and I, you know, and, and even if you don't have a lot of experience, you kind of have to carve your own route and you have mm -hmm. to build your own experience. And that's something I had to learn the hard way because I thought, you know, as many young, naive college students do, when you graduate college, you're like, I have this degree, I can go get jobs now. <laughs> like, right. It's, it's not how it works. And and oftentimes you need the experience to get the job and people will be like, well, I can't get the experience if you don't give me the job. Okay. Then, then teach yourself and carve out your own way. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, and that sounds, it sounds like it's okay. Easier said than done, but I'm speaking as someone who has done it. And, mm -hmm. and I, and I know I, I remember so vividly sitting on my couch in my first one bedroom apartment in Orlando thinking to myself like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to do this TikTok, YouTube stuff. No one's ever <laughs> going to care about what I'm posting. And now we post to tens of thousands of followers on a daily basis. And this is my whole career. So it's, it's, it's possible. You just have to really go after it. And again, as I said earlier, I'm going to say this again, 
you have to really love it. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is not poor, the faint of heart. You cannot kind of like Disney and try this out because I promise you, you will get burnt out and you'll be like, I don't want to go to Disney anymore. You have <laughs> to love it. You have to still be able to walk into Magic Kingdom on those toughest days or the 16 hour days you're at a festival and be like, let's do this. I know exactly where I'm going. I love this place, you know, and that's, yeah. I can't, you can't teach anybody that, right? No. You just, it's got it or you don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, people ask me all the time, don't you get sick of it? You know, and I'm like, uh, I mean, I get tired, but do I get sick of it? No. And I think that speaks to just like the level of Disney fan that you are. <laughs> like, you know, uh, like, yeah, I might need a couple days off, you know, <laughs> that might be nice. But, but, uh, you know, if you give me a week or two away, am I excited to go back? Yeah, I kind of am, you know, I <laughs> yeah. am kind of like, oh, cool. You know, if there's something new, I want to see it. If there's a new festival, I want to try it, you know, like they're always going to rope me back in always, you know, there's, I'm never going to get tired of, you know, seeing what they're doing and experiencing the parks in some capacity, you know, and we're very fortunate in being local to Walt Disney World as opposed to other Disney parks around the world because it is so big. And mm -hmm. so we might get a little burnout of like, uh, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot. You know, maybe that's like a vibe where like, uh, but then we have Animal Kingdom, which is like a totally different vibe, right? So we can go there and we get a completely different experience. Now we're not in like the theme park trenches. We're in like more, we're in the, you know, we're in Africa. We're, you know, exploring the wilderness. You know, it's a totally different vibe. Or if we're t sick of all that, we can go to Disney Springs or we can go to a resort or we can play mini golf or we can go, you know, we can go to water park. Like there's just so much that we have available to us that have very different experiences. So, and by the time we've done all that and we're tired of it, we're ready to circle back around and start over again. And that that's new and fun too. So mm. it's kind of, we're very fortunate to have as much as we have like right here in our backyard. And I do, I just think it matters. Like if you're really, really big Disney fan and you're listening to this and you're like, yep, yep. Check, check. I get that, that I can see myself doing it. Then you probably will love it. Honestly, mm -hmm. just, I do think you do have to be willing to get started. I was just like you applied to all the things, crickets. When I moved here, nobody, yeah. who are you? Mm -mm. No, thank you. Most of the time, never got a response <laughs> at all. Uh, so I end up starting my own thing, you know, so you never know where your path's going to take you, but you will never know till you get started for sure. Okay. Last question. Uh, being as being people who are in the Disney parks all the time, I know if you're anything like me, I do a lot of people watching. I do a lot of observing, you know, you're, you're seeing a lot of guest experiences. You're seeing a lot of good, bad, and ugly, uh, <laughs> happening in front of you all the time. What advice do you have to the vacationers who are listening, who, uh, come to Disney, you know, once or twice a year? What do you see? What what do they get wrong? What do they what should they do? What is your best advice for them to get to improve their experience on their next Disney trip? Well, that's a big one. Um, I know, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, as you said and and I know Miranda and I have actually joked and talked about this topic on many, many occasions on the people watching and the things you see in the parks on a daily basis. Uh, you know, I'll literally send Miranda a text sometimes be like, this is what I just saw. And it'll be like either really funny or like, what the heck? Like, yeah. what, what are you talking about? Uh, yep. But, but uh, no, I think, you know, the best piece of advice I can give people um, 
as as someone who goes as often as I do, is to take things in stride mm-hmm. and to um to kind of expect the unexpected when it comes to your mm-hmm. Disney day because mm-hmm. I feel so often and my mom was a part of this, all right? I grew up as a family of five and we used to have the Ziploc bags that you have Sharpie, you know, 11-4 Animal Kingdom Day. This is your outfit. Right. That's how much of a type A my mom was. She yep. was planning out the second set Disney. <laughs> you know, like yep. it was, yep. it was okay, after this restaurant, we have two hours to go on this ride before this reservation. Like that kind of a Disney mom. And there's a lot of Disney moms like that currently. And there's a lot of Disney dads and, and everybody has their way of going about Disney. I'm not, I'm not hating on that way at all. I think it's, if you're good at it, it can be very efficient, but mm-hmm. I will say the amount of times that I see on a regular basis, a mom walking through a land, let's say fantasy land and being like, Oh my gosh, the, the lightning lane isn't working now for Peter Pan. Our day's like off and I don't know how to make this work. And they're like panicky and stressed. Like mm-hmm. you're not supposed to be that panicked and stressed at a place like this. This is mm-hmm. take the take the little moments in, you know, take the moment where you're seeing your child, you know, just love a Mickey bar and maybe they that's their highlight of the day. And you thought it was going to be this ride. That's okay. Just take it in, you know, mm-hmm. so the best advice I can give people is take things in stride. Nothing's going to go exactly the way you want it to go. Disney, taking on a Walt Disney World vacation is not only, first of all, is it expensive? It's also a daunting task, all right? You got Genie Plus now. You got apps. You got things you got to do on your phone versus things you got to do in person. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's not as simple as it was 15 years ago, let's face it. So um, with that being said, just go into your day and and try the best you can. But it's okay if not every little thing works out. I promise you, if you have a better mindset about it, you're going to enjoy yourself. Because if your child, for example, is eating that Mickey bar, laughing and giggling in Fantasyland, but all you're doing is stressed, oh my gosh, I didn't make this ride, I didn't get mm-hmm. to do this, you're not taking in that magical moment that you could have if you yes. just had a positive mindset on, it's okay, it's all right, let's go to the next thing, it'll be all right, or you know what, this is still a magical moment as it is, or the very least you're all together because that's what it's really about, right? Going with your friends friends and family and you're all together. So that's probably my best advice. Yeah. Going off of that, that's a lot of what I was going to say. Enjoy it. I mean, you can plan and be as detail oriented as you possibly want, which I also enjoy your mom's concept of that. I love the planning of the outfits that's my vibe um <laughs> but like outside of that there is the genie plus now and it it can be stressful um trying to navigate that new system especially if you haven't used it yet and but be patient be patient with other cast members if you're asking for help um but enjoy the moments that are unique and fun and not planned and not um you know, pin, pin marked in, uh, bullet point wise, like mm-hmm. enjoy and take it in because that's what Disney's supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about the fun moments with characters that you might see, or the mess of your child eating an ice cream bar. I'm super excited for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's so many things that are magical moments that you just have to be willing to open your eyes off of your phone in order to do that. And I think that's, One of the sadder parts about Disney now is that so much of it is planned on your phone. And so you're Mm -hmm. only checking wait times or constantly booking a genie reservation or things like that. But 
once you've done that, move on, take the pictures and move on from that type, uh, that stage. And, you know, you know, the types they're there yeah. that, that you can check them later, uh, but enjoy the moments. Yeah. yeah. And uh, sorry to jump in again. Yeah. But one thing, one thing I just wanted to mention, because earlier you asked a question about like, do you kind of outsource to like other Disney destinations and things like that? Uh-huh. And one of the things that uh, I definitely have done that to sort of try to break things up. And, and I, for example, got to go to Olani for my honeymoon. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I, when I look back, I did all these cool excursions, right? I did the, the go see the Jurassic park filming excursion or go see dolphins excursion and all that. I don't remember that as much as I remember sitting on the ground of my Disney patio, listening to the Lilo and stitch song on the ukulele with my just, just married wife of right. two days. Like those are the memories that you really take on. And, and I think if you ask the everyday person, okay, what do you remember most from that trip? They're going to think of some random funny moment with their friend or their family that they yeah. didn't plan for. They're not They're not thinking about, oh yeah, when I was four, I went on Peter Pan and I waited three hours for it. It was incredible. No, I promise you, usually even the kids are going to tell you, oh, that boat ride to the Grand Floridian <laughs> and we ate cotton candy the whole way and I laughed like that. It's yeah. the simple moments I find, at least, that really make me smile when I see the everyday family at mm-hmm. Disney, and that's why I totally agree with what Miranda's saying. Like, just enjoy it. It's okay. You spent a lot of money. You probably planned a lot. You probably watched way too many YouTube videos and read <laughs> too many articles. Hopefully, that's ours. okay. Hopefully, <laughs> ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's great advice, you guys. Seriously, I that that's really it's really valuable i think so much of going into any trip is mindset right expectation like have it reasonable and that's going to help you so much with your trip thank you guys so much for joining me i so appreciate you taking the time to do this this is really really cool great opportunity to give people an insight into your life into your jobs which are so interesting you guys are doing a fantastic job at mickey blog we'll definitely put links in the show notes so that people can check out all the great work you're doing, but I appreciate you taking the time with us today. Awesome. Thank Thank you so much for having us. All right. Bye-bye.